0: time is your deadline, by the way?
1: Um, Tim records the widget at one, so...
0: So, so just under two hours. Right. Crap in a hat. Let's get going. Crap in a hat. Crap in a hat. Episode 141, RPGs and why they haven't remade Final Fantasy seven yet.
2: Welcome to the <laughs>
0: This week, after each of us invested a hefty chunk of our last month into an RPG, Tony and I are ready to talk about the genre and what a life-sucking, intermittently rewarding process playing them is. Joining us, we have an avid JRPG fan and co-presenter of Snark Foo, whom some of you may know as BlogKitten. She appeared previously in episode 116, Gamers Wise, where it transpired that she might play more games on average than her other half, Commander Tim. Carolyn, welcome back to the show.
1: Thanks for having me. And I, I do. I've, I've been sucked into an RPG for the past, well, since Christmas, so putting in more hours than Tim.
0: We have many things to discuss in the next hour, and uh, we're also going to be starting off by fielding your responses to our topic of the week, which is appropriately, as I said earlier, why they haven't remade Final Fantasy VII. Uh, we got huge amounts of response to this already, and we're going to start reading this out now. ...as a sort of uh, a primer, so that we can then go into that, and that may just branch out into a full sort of discussion about the genre. Now, we can't possibly cover everything. It's There's too many hours and too many thousands of games out there, but we can maybe get an idea of how it's progressed in the past few decades. Before we start, I'm just going to play you a clip from the guys who are currently doing Giant Bomb from back when they were doing the Hotspot. It's very pertinent to, the, to doing a Final Fantasy VII remake, and it's one of the funniest bits of podcasting I've ever heard. And it was this was before we even started our show, so this is one of the things that inspired us to start. So, uh, Jeff... Ryan, Brad, Finney, you guys rock.
3: Hey, guys. Just read my magazine, and uh, it's really starting to piss me off that they're really debating that Final Fantasy VII remake, and I think they should do it because uh, they said that, the guy said that he doesn't want to do it, uh, uh, one of the guys. and then But the director of Square Enix says as long as people want to make it and people want it, they, there's never an end in sight. And we want it, obviously. I mean, I'd actually buy a PS3 for that game. Uh, We want it, we want it, uh, if they, they should want to make it because we want it and we buy a system, I buy a system, even though how expensive it is one of the few games that could actually make me buy the system, I would buy a system. So I'm just saying, I don't know what you guys, uh, tell me what
2: you think about that, all right? Bye.
3: Do it. Wait a, wait well a minute. put. What a compelling... Wait, wait a minute, magazine? <laughs> uh, yeah. Like who's, read, they, uh, whose podcast do you think this is? I, he, was, he got his magazine, the, magazine uh, the Reader's Man? Digest or Boy's Life or something. Yeah. From 2005. And then, yeah, then the one guy said that they wanted to, weren't you listening? If They they should want to make it because we want it and we buy a
2: system. I buy a system. The one guy said he didn't want to do it. It, but then the other it, guy yeah. said that he want to do it oh, okay. and he thinks that they should do it because okay. he do it because he would do it he would buy it he would buy the know. system he, i would buy the system because so, he wants want it. it he would definitely do it because he wants it. it we want it
3: so he would buy it it was in the yes. magazine i mean yeah. he wants it and it was in the yeah exactly yeah. it was in the magazine so, so, so uh
2: yeah i think that pretty much sums it up but i agree exactly next call
0: why haven't they remade final fantasy seven yet let's have some final fantasy seven music just to remind those folks at home This one from Zantari. the simple answer is cost. To modernise Final Fantasy VII in today's technology would require a significant investment, and they wouldn't be guaranteed success. As with all Final Fantasy RPGs, the thing that ages it most is the archaic save system. Some kind of quick save, like the Final Fantasy IV port on the DS, would at least allow people to pause and resume the game without having to spend 30 minutes looking for a save point. Um, would you agree with that? No. No, I mean I actually wouldn't agree with that either. I think basically when when I play an RPG it's it's kind of a given that you're going to have to play it in large chunks. Uh, the DS they specifically did that because it's kind of, you know, for playing on the move and you might not have that opportunity. But RPGs I think are the one genre where you can just kind of accept that saves are going to come fairly sparsely and far apart. Tony, yeah, but yeah, but you say
4: that. Um I mean I've just and I'm sorry this is the last week I'm ever going to bring up. Um Take a shot. <laughs> Dragon Age. <laughs> no, I'm not even gonna say the name, such <laughs> <laughs> But um, you know, there is a traditional sense that uh, maybe Eastern RPGs do follow the the save system route, where there's you know two hours between each segment, and the and the worry that you're never going to get back there. But you know, the Western developed ones, all but a few, I'm sure at this point, it, it, you know, certainly in Dragon Age's point of view, just press start, save game.
0: When you're not in battle, yeah. Do you think that would work in Final Fantasy in general, cowardly Because I mean, when you're in the field, you can do that, can't you?
1: oh uh, yeah, yeah. You can save in the in the in the field. Um, I, I think it adds a level of, um, I don't know, danger if that's the right word. Yeah. Um, it's it's, it's
0: it's part of a dungeon crawler, isn't it? You have right. to crawl from one yeah. save point to the next.
1: Yeah, and you have to you have to plan. You have to be prepared. You have to you know. It's kind of one of those. Um, Aspects of playing an RPG, you have to kind of think ahead, and you gotta kind of prepare. And mm. if you're woefully unprepared, you're or unprepared, excuse me, um, you're going to have a hard time mm. uh, in whatever you're doing.
0: It's like swimming and, from one life buoy to another.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I, I you're, would if say you're not
1: strong enough to swim, you can't make it. Yeah,
4: <laughs> and the frustration then uh, develops. But no, um, oh yes. <laughs> Um, I would say it's not the reason not to make Final Fantasy VII. Like, yeah, I think, yeah. you know, uh, a lot of the points will be coming up about the It's an Icaic design that is, when was it, 94? 96. 96. So, yeah, I mean, obviously there's going to be design decisions that we're going to have to argue whether they, they still fit within modern-day standards. Hmm. But um, I I don't necessarily think the same. I mean, I I played recently um, all the way through Lost Odyssey, which followed the same save system as that between, you know, yep. checkpoints. Um, yeah, and they could be you know, up to two and a half hours between each other mm. in fact oh, yeah. the, the DLC that released you, you had to go through the entire dungeon um, mm. which could take multiples of hours and, and you know you if you failed you restarted back at the start so mm. um, you know it's not the reason not to make it but it, it certainly is a, a sign of the way that I think games have changed with save systems.
0: This one from Giles. I was really into Final Fantasy VII on the PlayStation 1, right up to the point where I was wandering around in the desert and couldn't figure out where to go next. This is before I could go online and check a game FAQ, etc. Uh, wouldn't have been too much of an issue except while trying to explore the environment I fell to find an exit the game kept throwing unscripted randomly generated fights at me all the time one minute of exploring ten minutes of fighting rinse repeat and it got boring completely killed all interest as I had uh, in progressing and I just stopped playing S- sad face um huh <sighs> that was a tough ass miserable section do you remember that you had to go and find this sort of weird chocobo cart and you had to do it in a very specific way didn't you yeah um it can leave you in that I mean basically what he's talking about here is that the random battle system is a pain in the arse if you just want to get from A to B and then every it's got that sting to it every time you start a battle in Final Fantasy VII it goes (laughs) Just the process of stopping and starting and and everything like that, really, it's it's the thing they stopped doing for Final Fantasy XII, and I think they've kind of tried to eliminate it for Final Fantasy XIII as well. I mean, I'm not too familiar with the battle system yet, but, yeah.
1: You can always flee. I mean, I've done that, where I'm just like, I want to get from here to here, and I don't Mm. want to mess around, and so Mm. when those battles come up, I just flee. It doesn't stop it
0: happening every five seconds. Oh,
1: I know. Oh, I know. Um, But you don't have to waste your time battling yeah. If you don't want to, yeah. Um, but yeah, they it, it's you know it was different in Final Fantasy XII because you could see the enemy. You could I mean if you wanted to avoid them, you could you could just kind of skirt around them and yeah and you know not have to fight them. Uh, but
0: specifically, you could just hold down R two and just mm-hmm. uh, and just keep running, and basically that just meant you know shouting out to your com- comrades, "Do not engage," and that got you from A to B without all that. Yeah. I think they could. I mean. If there was a way you could just play the original game, but if you held down R two, that would automatically <laughs> mean you. Would, no, seriously, that's a good idea, actually. It, it would be exactly the same game, but you just wouldn't get into the random fights. You'd be like, right, so I'm ready to have a fight now, and you let go of R two, and then you can have a fight. I think that'd be a good idea because it mean you could still have the same experience if you were like a, a you know a purist, but you wouldn't have to press that you know I don't want to fight Cheers button. Although you could end up really underpowered later on because. Fighting yes. is very important. And if you're spending 10 minutes having a fight in the desert, maybe you're a bit underpowered as well.
1: Yeah, exactly. Okay. And and would it be the same experience if you did that, if you didn't suffer through all those random battles?
0: Well, Final Fantasy XII yeah. certainly wasn't the same experience. But. Yeah, but no. once
4: again, what we're talking about here within this subject is if they just took Final Fantasy VII, translated it to modern-day standards, you know, other than just uprising the graphics or mm. you know, changing the graphics set. They'd have to tweak it. Does the gameplay actually sit within today's standard and is this the reason why this hasn't happened? You know, and could you argue random battles is a reason for that? I don't think so. You know, I think random battles we've all grown up Is it easier now to wander around people, sitting there within the battlefield, you can see whether you can stand around them? Most, most JRPGs now do that, where you can just avoid the battles. But it's not Mm -hmm. something I think that's holding it back, that if they were to develop, you know, straight off the, the, you know, the blueprint of what that game is. I think you just, you know, well, you know, this is part of that, that architecture and I can live with it. We've all played hundreds of hours of games where they do that. Is it annoying? Have we got kind of past that? Quite possibly, but it's not the reason to hold back the game. Good
0: point. This one from Sergeant Axman. You could say that that's all they've ever been trying to do since Final Fantasy VII, as in remake it. Without retelling the exact same story as Final Fantasy VII, they've already made changes over the years to the Final Fantasy formula and kept it up to date with the latest technology. I think what you really want is another cloud game, but if you do remake the old game, it will probably have all of the latest JRPG features you see in a modern title. The last one I played was Final Fantasy X, and I loved it. Now, that's not even all that modern. That's 10 years old now. I mean, the the, the, the most recent Final Fantasy-style game with the random battles that I played was actually Lost Odyssey. I mean, what other big random – I mean, you're the JRPG fan, Carolyn. What other big JRPGs have come out recently? Um, I suppose Persona 4, does that have random battles?
1: I haven't played that one yet. Oh, I
0: know. Bad, bad, bad person. <laughs> bad, broken,
1: bad. bad
0: kitten. Bad kitten. Uh, bad kitten. Uh, but, I mean, do you know of any others which specifically subscribe to that system? and haven't tried to update it?
1: Um, not off the top of my head. I can't, I can't remember in the brief instance I played like Blue Dragon, if they had the random battles or not. But that was a horrible game, so I don't think we should count that.
0: <laughs> I disagree, I, I'm, I'm going to query what Saijin said uh, regarding what you really want is another cloud game. Is he saying what I really want, or what we really want, or what the world really wants? Because the world doesn't just want another cloud game. Ultimately, I mean, uh, Crisis Core was another very cloud-centric game, even though Zack was the, the, the lead character in it. And it sold well enough, but it, people weren't, you know, bouncing off the walls about it. What they want is to experience the same feelings they got playing Final Fantasy VII, or at least reliving them, and feeling, ah, oh, I remember how I felt when I did this. Um, which, I mean, ultimately, again, as as, uh, as as Jeremy has said, they are trying to replicate that, and they have been since 8, 9, 10, 11, well, or maybe not 11. I think it would be a half step if they just had another game about cloud.
4: I I think the the problem is I mean I I could give what I think my answer is why Final Fantasy hasn't been well, Final Fantasy 7 hasn't been remade yet. But I'm I'm fear of treading on all the other questions that we have coming in.
0: Well, yeah, save it because we we will definitely have time.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, I'll I'll save it, it to opinion.
0: the end then. Yeah, fine. <laughs> yeah. This one very pertinently from Ryan. Aren't you all crazy over Final Fantasy VII due to its storyline? Surely the battle system has been improved over the many sequels. I would have played through the game, but I really hated the turn-based combat. I tried eight and hated it even more. The system they used in the Grandier games was more my cup of tea. Which which Final Fantasy game did you start off playing, Carolyn? The
1: first one.
0: Final On Fantasy I? Jeez. Yeah. Okay, we didn't get that. <laughs> I, th- I think we didn't get them until Final Fantasy 5, and then we got uh, a SNES version way too late, and we didn't get 6, and then we finally yeah. got 7. Gotcha. I could be wrong. So I'll just do my checking on that.
1: No, it, 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 Final Fantasy 1 was like one of the first video games I really got into, mm-hmm. um, aside from Zelda and um, this, <laughs> this obscure RPG called... Destiny of an Emperor on the NES, which is, <laughs> it's stupid fun. Um, and if you go on uh, YouTube and look up uh, Destiny of an Emperor Battle, it's just, you have two little rows of, of guys and you just battle. And they just kind of step out and spaz out and then you hear battle sounds. It's It's like so low graphic and it, it's it's pitiful actually, but mm. but it was fun. It was like one of those games where you just sit there and you play for hours and hours and hours and hours and, and so yeah, I, I've been playing these for a while, but I had a, I had a big break in between. I played I think it it was Final Fantasy 2 here in the United States but I think technically it was 4 mm-hmm. on the Super Nintendo.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Play, played that one and then I didn't um, I really didn't even have a console until I got 7 for the PC and then I went oh well how do you do and so (laughs) so I got a console and started playing all the back catalog of it
0: okay yeah no I've I've done the research and we literally did not get a Final Fantasy game in the UK except Final Fantasy 7 that is why it was so huge over here
2: Mm
1: -hmm.
0: yeah I don't in America you guys like missed a few and they, they staggered the releases and they renamed them like Two was four, four was two.
1: Right, that,
0: yeah, as you said. Um, but uh, yeah, basically that's why everyone's so hyped up about this one game. A, it was uh, the first big Final Fantasy release that everyone took notice of, and B, it was so graphically intense and it showed off the power of the PlayStation, this brand new console, that everyone was, you know, suddenly on board. And because it had, I mean, it, the storyline isn't massively different or much better than so many other RPGs out there, but because it was a, f- a first for so many people, but how, why? I mean, obviously, since you played a lot of the other ones, why? Why was it more special or, or just about the same as as lot of the other ones for you? Oh
1: no, Seven, when I played it, was just exceptional. Actually, um, it was it was really mind blowing for me actually, and it. it Really was the impetus of getting me back into gaming. Mm. Um, you know, because at that time I was, you know, in my twenties, I would think, and and I, I got a copy from my brother. He's like, "You need to play this." I'm like, "Oh, okay." So, <laughs> um, yeah, no, it it blew my mind when I played it.
0: Mm. What specifically? Just the graphics, or the, just the scope of it, or what?
1: The everything. The the graphics, the music. I, I remember seeing that the that first um that Opening animation where the trains going into Midgar.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
1: That see, I was just like, wow, <laughs>
4: <laughs> this is awesome. You and everybody.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then it was just one of those games that captured lightning in a bottle, really. Yeah. For a lot of people.
0: Super Slug. I think that the materia is the most intuitive system for upgrades they have. I have liked the complexity of the others though, and I really like the trade of junctioning in eight. As I said in the other thread, uh, I think that the bad remake could do irreparable damage to the franchise, so it is a greater risk than a sequel. Also, the potential of a remake keeps interest in Final Fantasy as a whole, and maybe the trade for making the money from actually making it is a reduction in the buzz for the next title. Very prime point. A lot of Final Fantasy VII is old and clunky, and some of it was frustrating and ordinary when it came out. No matter how much you printed it up, there would be elements that, especially by today's standards, were just not as fun when packaged in HD and would lose the old-school charm that allowed you to ignore it in its original form. However, if Square Enix were to try to improve anything beyond graphics and maybe add some voices, I'm sure the word sacrilege would start getting thrown around. Hmm. This final one from Josh Garrity. As we all know, Final Fantasy VII is a classic, not only in our RPG genre, but is considered a milestone in the history books of the industry, and created a huge amount of appeal for RPGs in the Western market, which was very small before this particular game. It was a, had a massive fan following, which includes myself, and quite a few people might possibly consider it to be a masterpiece, and also the best game ever made. And that's the problem. How the hell would you go about remaking the Mona Lisa? It's so deeply loved and re- revered as a game that even making a good remake might be considered a complete failure simply because it wasn't mind-blowingly awesome. The Metal Gear series actually went through the situation. They had a remake of, of the game for the GameCube, for the, of the original Metal Gear Solid. It was actually a very good game and did receive critical praise, but very good wasn't good enough for the portion of the Metal Gear fanbase. And the game received a lot of hate-filled comments on forums and various other outlets. Feel free to disagree.
1: Oh, I agree with them completely on that score.
0: I do too. They wouldn't be able to do it by half measures. They, they would have... To, I mean, they're kind of damned if they do, damned if they don't. If they meddle with it too much, the purists will, t- will hate the game. If they don't do enough to it, then people who have, are only really used to the, the modern-day RPGs will decry it as being, you know, <laughs> archaic. Ar- 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 however... <laughs> I don't think that's going to affect sales, because everyone will bitch about it, but buy it anyway. I think Square are being pussies. However... I do think that what SuperSug said about the it, it might just hurt future sales of Final Fantasy XIV, XV, XVI, etc., because everyone will be like, well, they finally remade Final Fantasy seven, and it wasn't as good as I always imagined it might be. So I'm, I'm kind of done with Final Fantasy now. So I can see why that might be considered a danger to them.
1: I think if they were able to remake it and have it look like Advent Children, then it might work. <laughs> but that won't happen at all. You don't um, think...
0: Ever? No. You don't think it's ever going to happen? Not in the PlayStation 4, not on the PlayStation 5?
1: I think they will make a game based around the Advent Children movie. I don't know if you've seen it.
0: Uh, Um, Yeah.
1: (laughs) Maybe there are some people out there who haven't seen it.
0: (laughs) Um, It's a movie that takes place two years after the events of Final Fantasy VII. It has a lot of fighting and a lot of talking about Genova. And it's It's completely incoherent. Totally. But it's the best video game movie ever made. (laughs) It's...
1: Incoherent, it's awesome. Yeah, um, love it. Yeah, um, especially those motorcycles. Oh, my God. That, was, that battle was awesome with the oh, motorcycles. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I'm getting off track. Yes. Um, but back to my comment about how that game was lightning in a bottle.
2: Hmm.
1: It captured – it was the right game at the right time at the right place and hit the right note with a lot of people.
0: I, I mean, never I used was, this word, but did it capture the zeitgeist <laughs> spirit I, of the I age? Guess,
1: yeah, yeah, I did I would say um, because for the the time, the graphics were stunning, you know hmm. like the the, the train right into Midgard was like like, oh my God, I didn't know you could do this with a video game hmm. um, the the music I love the music in that game um, uh, the story I mean spoiler alert um when aries died i mean who didn't know that um uh, but anyway spoiler alert did you not i i was crying like a little girl when that happened i was so sad well and i was kind of sad cuz i'd been leveling her up this whole time i was like <laughs> no
0: so that's kind of like what Tony said last week about how it oh, takes choices. away all of your takes away all of your experience, and you've actually put in a lot of effort into that character, and they just yank her away. Yeah. Oh,
1: it's oh, I was so mad. I'm like, I don't. Oh shit! Now what am I going <laughs> to?
0: Even if you didn't like her as a character, she was your main healer.
1: Yeah, yeah. So then I, I, yeah, that that was bad because then I had I had to scramble and I had to start using Tifa, which I didn't like using her, but because she wasn't she wasn't Aries, so we well, get some yeah, Tifa. <laughs> Sorry. No, I love Tifa. Um,
0: <laughs> I love them yeah. both, but uh, I, I think I'd probably want to marry Tifa more.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: She can punch dudes in the face. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> carry on.
1: Well, yeah, 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 Tifa in the movie. Oh yeah, that was that was some good shit there.
0: Well, in that um, film, she's clearly a woman. Yeah. Mm.
1: Yes. Exactly. Carry on. Sorry. Um, carry on. Um, I think you know doing a straight up remake would, you would lose some of that. You know, it it goes back to the, even if it's a great game, it's going to be a failure by any measure. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Because it's, as of now, it's really achieved this mythical status, Mm -hmm. you know.
0: Is it's kind of thinks- like the reason they haven't remade the godfather they'd make huge amounts of money i mean yeah. who owns the rights to think paramount still do so technically they could they could rake it in with a remake of the godfather or oh yeah they could remake citizen kane they could remake star wars but the amount <laughs> oh wait
4: yeah,
1: that's, that's already been done
4: but hang on think okay. think about the point they remake star wars episode four for shot for shot and yeah. new technology, you know that's that's nothing but you know you you, you can't. I mean, my my argument. I say you is, can. I can. Yeah, I Philip, can. good actors my, and a
0: great director,
4: you fucking can. You can't. You can't make what was. Yes, you can. No, you can't. Name me a remake of anything that is so revered, and Final Fantasy 7 is probably the most revered of RPG games ever. And you or think, games you tell in me a film, <laughs> You tell me a film where they've remade it, changed the cars completely. Star I mean, right. Trek. Oh come on! Don't don't. Let's not get started on this argument about Star Trek again. (laughs) That's not a shot-for-shot remake. That's not taking a core design something and remaking it. That's That's taking the fiction around it. I I personally think that you know. The same with films, you know, Lord of the Rings, does it need to be remade? Some people may argue because they didn't like it, but, you know, that's, to me, that's pretty close as you can get to, you know, fantasy. Oh, but stuff.
0: Lord of the Rings doesn't look horribly dated by these days, and there's people aren't clamoring yes. for okay, a it remake. Yes, think we go
4: then 20 years' time when you can have, you know, the Orc suddenly looked absolutely perfect. You know, would there be any reason to remake it?
0: No, there Think isn't. of it more as a Battlestar Galactica remake, though. That no, really did require uh, the, a re-imaging.
4: The reason to make this would be for money. Now you would have to argue whether SquareSoft is short of money. I mean, you could argue that the fact that you know Final Fantasy 13 has been in development for so long that as a Mm. company, yes, they are you know a bit cash strapped. Yeah, fair enough. But why go down that road? Because as we've said now, it's a revered game. There's the series has spun off in in many different uh, directions, and they're making money from anyway. Would it sell? Of course it would sell. But the backlash, I think, of so many people going, ah, it's good looking, sure, but it's lost that soul and. What you cannot capture at this point is the fact that, you know, certainly within the UK, Final Fantasy VII was the first RPG that I would say at least 60 to 70% of the people f- picked up because mm-hmm. it was shoved down our throats and it was on a new piece of hardware. It looked amazing. And, you know, I fell in love with it because, to be honest, I mean, outside maybe of, uh, was it Fancy Star? Mm-hmm. I hadn't really played an RPG before. And this was like, I understand the fascination of this now. I mean, there's been many games, many Final Fantasy games since seven, and none of them have done quite as well. I mean, I would argue, you know, I believe it or not, I prefer ten. I just, I prefer the battle system, I prefer the the way, you know, the graphics in many respects. I actually prefer the characters, but you know, that's taking nothing away from seven. Now, the other problem with seven that I can see is you actually go back and play it, and you look at the dialogue in that game. It's pretty atrocious. <laughs> I mean, if, if they change anything within that dialogue, people will get angry, but they would have to because the dialogue is bro- absolutely broken English. And it just doesn't. I mean, the, you you would have to maybe voice cast a lot of that stuff rather than just put in text on the screen because a generation of people. You know, yeah,
0: so definitely have it vocal.
4: Yeah. And, you know, so once again, you you add vocal characters and that's changing from seven. It's just the core basics of this one game. I think that it is so well renowned and so prized that if you try to change anything, the backlash would be too big. And, you know, I think Final Fantasy seven as a a spin off series is probably more profitable at this point than actually really needing to dig back and actually make Final Fantasy seven itself.
0: I think that's kind of sad. That they can convince all of those Final Fantasy Seven nuts out there to buy Dirge of Cerberus and make a cheap, crappy game. Um,
1: oh, that, yeah, that was horrible.
0: Rather than actually putting any of that money towards, uh, you know, just being brave, strapping on a pair and actually doing it properly. There are ways to get this thing done properly. I, yeah, okay, right. Here's my re- uh, here are a couple of pointers that I would make it give to Square to if they were going to actually do it. I think it's possible. Um, obviously the graphics, try and keep them consistent, no more chibi, super deformed character models, and nice looking rendered characters in some s- cutscenes, but then weird looking squat, uh, <laughs> dudes, made of very, like six, but there's six or seven polygons per character. <laughs> I don't know, it, there was a lot. They were made basically of triangles. Uh, spoken dialogue for everyone, no whiny voices please, even Kate Sith and Yuffie, and, uh, either English or Japanese with subtitles should be selectable. That way, if you are, if you don't want to hear, the original Final Fantasy VII dialogue spoken in English, you can have it spoken in Japanese with the English subtitles. That way you get the best of both worlds, because you've got the speech, you've got the emotion, but at the same time you're still reading the subtitles. You know, that way you can have... The the, the crucial thing uh, that I'm underlining here is that to give people the choice and the option of playing it as close to the original as possible. The uh, thing we came on with, the the, the, uh, dodging random battles by holding on the, the R2 thing, I think that's a great idea.
4: I think the the way to look at it is it would have to be a reimagining of Final yeah. Fantasy VII. Yeah, And it would have yeah. to be clearly defined that I remember that um, the PlayStation 3 uh, intro to Final Fantasy. VII. Do I remember
0: that? I dream they, of. it. They
4: showed, and you know, of course, <laughs> you know, all our jaws hit the floor, and like, oh my god, you know, we want that. And I, I we want it. We want it. I I think as they would have to kind of really take. Um, I mean, it's their own property, but they would have to take creative license with it and say, look, you know. That certain things will have to have changed, you know, you, you can't come in here expecting Final Fantasy VII, but what you can come here expecting is the core storyline. Because I think mechanically, you know, the game is dated now. But I think if you took the storyline, and we love the storyline, and, and of course, I don't think the dialogue was, was absolutely fantastic, but you can re-look at that and, and get the general gist of what they were trying to portray across. And if you could put that down back to voice acting, then yeah, I'd, I think I'd be blown away. But a shot-for-shot remake, you know, it didn't work for Psycho in the cinema and it wouldn't work for Final Fantasy 7.
0: Oh, I, yeah, no, I wouldn't say shot for shot. It would be important to get a flavour of the original shots, but it needs a more dynamic camera. I think it needs almost more of a, a roving camera. You know how um, something a bit more, uh, maybe a bit closer to Resident Evil 5 or, or um, possibly Uncharted has great camera angles? doesn't it, it make you feel like you're actually there. Do you know what um, J.J. Abrams does with uh, Star Trek? I'm sorry, I keep going back to that guy, but he's so fucking awesome. He's obsessed with the whole camera shake thing, and he also... um, When they shot um, the Enterprise in space, even though it was a CGI model, they actually... Put little smudges on the screen, even though it, there was no camera there, to make you feel like there was a camera in space looking at it, just like you, that you would naturally find occurring on a lens. And he's fond of sunspots as well. So if you feel you're actually in a living, breathing Midgar, that would sell it immediately. And all the, the Final Fantasy fans who uh, you know would be going out and buying it, whatever happened with it, would be crying immediately just at the, the thought of being back there, and, and make it even more breathing than advent children was mm-hmm. um other, a couple of other things before i finish on this one stick control because uh, i'm replaying it at the moment the d-pad is abominable in a 3d environment it's just not on it, th- there's times when you run down a corridor and then it stops and goes oh we're going to the next screen and a few seconds later you go to the next screen and you press up but you've changed angle so you run back to the uh, screen you were on before you <laughs> oh for
2: god's sake
0: but uh, with stick control, you can maybe at least, you know, use analog control and have yourself moving a little bit slower. Uh, no loading time for the fights. Again, basically, you, again, you can maybe have it switched on and off. Uh, like, if you want to have the old load-up system, then you could maybe toggle that in the uh, config menu. Uh, the, also, the option to cut animation times for long moves and summons. Now, Final Fantasy IX, they actually had this. Uh, when uh, you could toggle in the in the menu... You know how when you summon Bahamut, it he goes, hey, Bahamut's coming, and it rumbles up, and then it takes about 10 minutes, and yeah. then finally unloads. She's an incredible blast of fire. In Final Fantasy IX, you could cut that so it would just like, be like, Bahamut, please, and a big fireball would come down and be like, right, there you go. That's the status <laughs> effect without actually having to watch the damn thing 800 times. So you should, again, make that optional. Uh, Auto-run toggle option. Why didn't they have that in seven? Just... You know, to be, so that you weren't having to constantly hold down square all the time. Fully orchestral soundtrack. Nobu Umutsu needs to be brought back in there. I know he left for 12. It's someone else actually doing the uh, soundtrack for that. He went off and did Lost Odyssey. He needs to be yep. brought back. He must be overseeing it if, if there's another. You can't just have someone else rearranging his music. And a few extra Easter eggs. Now, this is the thing. If they're going to remake it, as you say, Tonya, re-imaging If they don't put in extra bits and extra stuff and extra legs and extra quests and put some effort into actually deepening the experience, people will just say, well, it's just the same game again. Why would I do that? That There needs to be something else for you to actually go off and do. But again, it's kind of got to be optional.
1: Like in addition to the Omega weapons? and Yeah. I mean, there's Not so there. much
0: to do in the original game anyway. But if there's like this sort of promise of extra stuff, like, like right. uh, everyone gets a weapon above the ultimate weapon, maybe, and there's like nine different quests to go off and get that. And each, mm-hmm. each one of them gives you a proper prize. But, uh, you know, maybe opening up some new areas of the landscape, because there were plenty of bits that could have, you know, put you into a village. I don't know what they do with the world map. There's got to be a way to c- cover that kind of ground in, in some sort of scale that makes you believe it's actually happening. Because that was the problem. I mean, it, Cloud would technically be considered a giant if you were actually <laughs> moving around on the world map in that same way. <laughs> I don't like the world map in Final Fantasy X or um, may, maybe a bit more in Twelve, but in X it felt like you were just going up this series of corridors, didn't you? And, and you never had that feeling of getting into an airship and you're, like, finally able to traverse this land. You were just, like, got into an airship and it said, right, I want to be here, and it would just dump you there. There was no feeling of actually traversing the land.
1: Well, I, th- I think Lost Odyssey had a great system.
0: I've forgotten it. It's been a long time.
1: Well, I mean, if you wanted to run across everything, you could. Or like when you had the ship, you could sail the seas, doing all this other stuff. Oh, or if you were if you were in a dock, yeah, you could pick from a list. Oh, hey, mm-hmm. I want to go here.
0: Yeah, you and could you plan twelve as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, and jump instantly across.
0: Again, wow. giving you the option. But that basically, that's the only way to please both crowds, the people who are uh, obsessed with uh, keeping it old school, like, I don't know, Commander Tim, and the people obsessed with bringing everything forwards. You've got to you know, give everyone the option of playing how they want, customise it to your large audience. I think covering all of those points, they could make a game that would be massively popular, critically acclaimed, loved by a great deal of people, and appreciated. And if there will be people who are like, oh, why do people like, like Final Fantasy VII? But I don't honestly think they would have been swayed by anything. And no. I don't think a, a game including Cloud and the Advent Children game would have swayed them either. So I don't know what Square I've got to Did- lose. Aside from, Super Slug said earlier about that it's actually quite risky if they, if they do a sequel that's not incredible and not beloved by all people, they might hurt future sales for other games.
4: I, d- I mean, part of me just wonders why we actually need it. I mean... <laughs> Occas- <laughs> occasionally, no, but, you know, occasionally things i i honestly believe are best left in the past i mean we all know this by going back and playing retro games and you're like oh man this is nowhere near as good as i remember do
0: you want that golden eye remake
4: it would never <laughs> are you going movie? to buy the
0: perfect be, dark arcade
4: it, it, that's only up-res graphics so they haven't changed anything to the actual core gameplay
0: what about if they remade halo
4: You see, I was I was thinking about there was
0: a Peter Jackson project. Yeah,
4: but remakes of of classic games, and I don't know why, but I think RPGs themselves, and I would guess this is one down to the huge amount of investment and time, but and and two down to the really long drawn drawn out, but you know, long storylines and characters that you become engrossed with. Um, You know, and I I think if you say just took Halo One, you know, there was voice acting already in that, Um, and the graphics obviously are dated by today's standards. And if someone decided to to take Halo One. Um, and put it into the Halo 3 engine. I don't think you'd really lose anything in the the transition because I think it's a new enough game to yeah. start off with that you know you're just making you know what was pretty good 3D polygons at the time yeah. um, into you know nice really smooth and and, and bump ma- mapped textures. But I think Final Fantasy, it, I think there's a, a cut-off point before I say the last generation of consoles. Certainly yeah. when you're in the the early stages of 3D. But, you know, there's there's something that's just lost between translation and bringing it out from that to like this full realized environment because it, it's you, you've never seen it that way. I mean, ultimately, most of the stuff you saw from Final Fantasy, uh, certainly you know, transverse in the world, was kind of almost isometric view, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Angled. But you you didn't wander through these big streets in 3D. Yeah. So they, they would probably have to do now. It'd be a completely different view set. Well, and
2: aren't.
1: that kind of that goes to the question I had, um, I just kind of thought of for both of you. Um, would you rather have a retelling of the same story, or would you rather have a, a continuation?
0: Retelling, that that's story. what we're talking about. If they continue yeah. it, you're never going to feel that kind of emotion. You're going to be like, ah, but I wish they just, it would be a half step. Or maybe they could do the remake and then do a continuation, because they've already made the engine and spent that much money, and you know the right. continuance would actually sell. Okay. But, I, I, again, it, it's all just dancing around the mulberry bush. If they did a continuation, people would be like, well, why don't you just remake the
4: original? <laughs> we want it! I, I think this really does uh, hang in the balance of how Final Fantasy XIII does. You, know, I, you think, I'm actually, well, So you think it is possible? See, no, I, I, I'm always looking forward. I, I think, you know... Final Fantasy VII, as revered as it is, I think there's always room, uh, room to make a better story and a, you know, a, a better world and with better characters. Mm. You now, is Final Fantasy XIII going to be that? We'll find out in a, in a couple of weeks' time. Well, a couple of months now, was it? I oh, was um, it's, it's oh, getting it rave reviews.
1: Yeah, March 9th.
0: Yeah. yeah, so that's a month and a bit. But, yeah. you know,
4: what, what they've been very quick to say, I mean, is Squaresoft, uh, is it Square Enix, actually, yeah. uh, Square Enix has been very quick to say is that the engine now is built... That, you know, Final Fantasy XIII has a lot of time and a lot of effort and a lot of years and a lot of money has gone into this engine to build yeah. this world and this, and this, you know, it, but that was it. It was the actual engine itself. The storyline and all and the graphical assets, you know, they've been obviously in the, in the usual production line, but the engine itself now is built and that they expect Final Fantasy games now to be based from this engine and to
0: come right. out a damn
4: sight lot quicker. So, you know, within the year, within two years.
0: So it's conceivable. It's conceivable that if the engine for thirteen really works, and they could somehow thread material into that, they could do a Final Fantasy VII remake using the thirteen engine. Yes, it doesn't doesn't mean they're gonna, just that they could, and it wouldn't cost them anywhere near as much because the development costs, the plot's already written. All you have to do is is give it a, a Final Fantasy VII skin.
4: But, yeah. I mean, you, the, as I said before, you're taking all those assets that you would have seen from Final Fantasy uh, VII and then moving them into more of a 3D environment.
0: See, my prediction would have actually been that they would make it on the PlayStation 4 um, because it's, it's almost like they've left it so long on, on the PS3 that they'd need to look to the future to that, you know, what... If, if it was a launch title for the PlayStation 4, the PlayStation 4 would be the biggest-selling video game <laughs> system in the world, possibly excluding the Wii HD.
4: Okay, but that's it. So you believe that Final Fantasy series still has that weight behind it, that it can actually drive systems far more than anything else? I mean, look what's happened in Japan. You know, Final Fantasy XIII's come out. Yeah. It's sold systems, but it, it hasn't pushed the PlayStation 3 anywhere close to what the Wii's doing out there.
0: That's because it's on both systems now. No, not in, the ja- yeah. not in oh, Japan. Is it right? Oh, of course, no. yeah, sorry. Not in the it's East, Sony... should I say. Yeah. But they, they don't even have any Xboxes anyway, though, so it's it's kind of a moot point. It's well, mm. um,
1: honestly, before I would have bought a PS3 to play it.
0: I, I know several people who did. I, th- I seem to remember didn't Leah from some yeah, the Castle, Castle, yeah. yeah, yeah. So she was pissed when they announced that it would be on the Xbox as well. So and, well, well and, yeah. and
1: yeah, I was going to be content to to play it on the 360, but now that we have a PS3, I'm buying it for the PS3.
0: Why? Some people have already said this on the forums, but what? yeah, we've had enough. Yeah, no, Kara.
1: Well, I don't know. It's it's. I like the controller.
0: Yep, that's one of the reasons they gave.
1: Better, yeah, because I mean, most of, well, just about all the Final Fantasy games I've played have used that Sony controller, so yeah, yeah. Um, it's just it's more comfortable. Not not that I haven't put hundreds and hundreds of hours using the Xbox controller <laughs> playing games. Mm. Um. But, I mean, I like the idea of having it all on one disc. I mean, I know it's not a deal-breaker to have two discs or three discs or however many discs.
0: Did it hurt Lost Odyssey? Not no. really. No. no. There you go.
1: No, and, and Last Remnant, the the game I'm playing right now, is on two discs, you know, mm. big whoop. Um, it, It's not a big deal, really, but... um,
0: People you know, make I, quite a big fuss about the fact that it's on well, two I mean, discs.
4: If you it, look at Final Fantasy VII itself, wasn't that on four discs?
0: Yep as was yep. Final Fantasy. Oh, hang on. No, Final Fantasy 7 was on 3 discs. Okay. 8 was on 4. Oh, 8 was an abomination oh. 8 was World War hold on I, rewind
1: that's the only <laughs> right. Final Fantasy game I haven't finished
0: let's I branch off from Final Fantasy 7 and talk about other
2: things Come on
4: <laughs> okay. I, I, I quite like this as a condensed thing because I think you know, you're know you going to run out of time trying to cover the entirety of the RPG genre
0: yeah yeah okay so yeah this will
1: just be a Final Fantasy love episode
0: what but, yeah. the hell is wrong with Final Fantasy 8 now
1: <laughs> I'm a hater. I am. Well, and is it school? And,
0: and his miserable, self-harming face.
1: He reminds me of Tom Cruise, and I hate. Oh, him.
2: Oh,
0: he does.
1: <laughs> he's like got that smart Tom Cruise look, and he's he's got that emo thing going on. Which to is make him was like a
0: stat, a moving statue. You know, he just sort of yeah, stand there. What funny, you'd you'd
1: walk, and when you you would stop making him walk, he would pose, pose. like he was in yep, a catalog. Yep. <laughs> Like he's in the Sears catalog with his with his pants and jacket on. You can it's buy a little, this for.
0: Furry people. collar. Believe me, I'm not a massive fan of Squall, although I do like his Gunblade, which thankfully makes a return in uh, Final Fantasy XIII.
1: And I, I told. It could
0: just him be this Squall, stuff. surely. This Final Fantasy VIII was an abomination, were your actual words. Why? I'm not. not going to jump on it. It's did
1: not like the battle system. I just the drawing. Yeah. I, I didn't like it.
2: See, and, I. It,
1: and oh. I came off of Final Fantasy VII, which you know. It, it automatically wasn't as good mm. and then I think um, a lot of people I, were
0: kind of blindsided by that they were like well 7 was good so eight's going to be even better and a lot of people sort of that was their you know the, the day after the honeymoon they got back and they're like oh so it's actually these can be quite boring long and drawn out and the battle system's overly complex and there's so much stuff in this game that if I didn't, wasn't told expressly where it is I wouldn't find it which is why uh, I'll go into this later but the, you really need the guide every time you're playing a Final Fantasy game but carry on. Sorry.
1: Um, what I was telling Tim about because he um, he bought me Last Remnant I think last year and as a gift and and I when I was in the middle of Lost Odyssey which you know I think Tony you've played that game correct. Yep. Yeah, I played Epic it too. I game. got
0: to the end of the first well, pick. I just didn't finish it.
1: Oh, you didn't finish it.
0: Okay. I'm um, going through.
1: so going from Lost Odyssey to Last Remnant very very different battle systems and so. Of course, the new game I always hate because it's not like the old. It's not like the last game I played. Mm. You know, but once I get past that ten hour mark, then I, you know, I get used to the new system. I, you know, kind of get a feel for it. Then I start enjoying the game. I know it's it sounds silly, but but eight I never I, I never got the hang of it. it
2: mm-hmm.
1: The drawing it just seemed like a waste of time when I could be wailing on these enemies rather than just oh I'm gonna take your whatever little bits are, boo. And
0: Yeah, it's, it was.
1: It was just. It was dumb. I mean, that's the only way I can describe it. And I'm sure I'm, I'm going to be crucified because I know. Um,
0: a lot of people like it. I think. A doesn't... lot of people love
1: eight, I, and, and it's a personal preference thing. I mean, there's there's no right or wrong answer, but but I think at I least would, one of the
0: girls from some of the castle likes eight again.
1: Yeah, I believe it's Leah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. sorry,
0: Leah. Um, sorry, see, I, she knows.
1: <laughs> she knows I hate it, though.
0: So. I. Final Fantasy seven, and maybe nine were the only ones where I felt I really, you know, felt like actually casting magic. Eight, it would be, there'd be no point casting any magic. You draw it, but then it, it goes towards your stats, so basically if, you, if you're casting fire and then that means you've got less than 99 fires in your stock, uh, it, then yeah. if you're any good with fire, you're just actually making yourself weaker. you don't have to yeah. find and draw some more fire, so I just, that was one of those games where I just felt like just, you know, attaching status, um... Effects to all of my weapons and just hitting them with confuse and stuff like that, rather than using magic. I've never really sat well with using magic because it's finite, whereas hitting things is infinite. <laughs> yeah, I don't exactly. know why that is. I just, I've, especially well, with twelve, with I didn't have a single black magic caster. I'm
1: trying to remember. I I, I love. Well, I I grew to love twelve.
0: You did. At what system. point did you love twelve?
1: Once I kind of mastered the um, gambits. Oh, now I can't. The gambits, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's like a micromanager's dream. Mm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> when you get the hang of it, they do just like charge in and start whacking things and healing each other very, you know, quickly and swiftly. But oh yeah, all yeah, that exactly. that ended up with was that I was like, right, that works really well, and I ended up with six paladins all exactly the same characters doing the same thing just running in attacking and healing each other and that worked really well as long as i kept them overpowered then i'd never end up you know in a case where i needed a main healer or something because everyone was watching each other's backs i at one point tried to make a main healer but she got the shit kicked out of her immediately because i ended up having to take off all the good, you know, the good armor So, I I don't... The way Final Fantasy XII worked, I would really have appreciated some straightforward classes for each of the characters. But because they gave you the complete option of customization, I just went for the kind of character that I would normally play anyway. So it was like playing an MMO with six versions of the same character.
1: So did you play 10 too?
0: I did not play ten two because it was oh. about girly dress spheres and dancing and J pop and mini games. <laughs> I hate mini games. Oh. That's the thing that people would get pissed off with if they made when, a Final Fantasy VII remake. It's like, now you gotta do squat thrusts with Big Bro. No oh, I don't. Do you remember the <laughs> Do
4: you remember the snowboarding section as well?
0: Stupid snowboarding <laughs> section. That was just after Aeris died as well. And you were like, Oh my god, I'm not Ooh, sure I'm gonna carry on. Just, Dude, yeah. do some snowboarding, hit some mm. cool white stuff and it's like this is really terrible. And then you got lost in the snow, which is just as bad as being lost in the desert.
1: This is, this is funny, because you shouldn't want to root for the villain, but I loved Sephiroth in Final Fantasy VII. Just a lot.
0: He's a psychopath.
1: I loved him. I was oh. just like, yeah, you're awesome. Oh, wait, you're the bad guy.
0: <laughs> I think I liked him when I actually played it, but having seen Advent Children now, he's just a cruel bastard. Yeah,
1: yeah he, they didn't do him justice, I don't think. But anyway, back to...
0: <laughs> there was no hurt in him. He was just mental.
1: But on Ten Two for all the you know dancing girly whatever, they had very distinct classes.
0: Yeah, I understand now from from indirect. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, so. that's one of the reasons I like Nine because you got your white mage, your black mage, yeah. your, your knight, and it was very delineated. It was very retro, so it's kind of like I got to play the older Final Fantasies only with really nice graphics and a lovely story. And I, why don't they remake Nine? They wouldn't have to give it the kind of uh, incredible. Um, uh, overhaul that 7 would need they could probably do that for the DS or something
4: <laughs> I, I know why because everyone will say why didn't you remake 7
0: well <laughs> I know because they're once again they're dancing around the mulberry bush t- t- <laughs> tempting us with it uh, if they do uh, a tech demo for the Playstation 4 which is Final Fantasy 7 again I'm going to be like for fuck's sake
4: yeah but uh, you're, you're, I mean, you're joking on to that You know, well it should be for the Playstation 4 it's uh, taken two? them I mean when when was 12
0: Uh, 2007 Early 2007,
4: so we can say all but four years yeah. to this point. And it's taken them four years to get the. I think a new engine. The
0: development cycles overlap. So when they were doing nine, when they were doing eight, they were also doing nine, and when they were doing nine, they were doing ten. So it's probably taken them even longer.
4: Yeah, well, if you remember, wasn't Final Fantasy XII came out? Was the 360 already out by that point? Was it?
0: Yeah, that's what really made it difficult for me to play because I was just getting into HD graphics when I got it, and I was like, wow, these look awful, and they that's- still look really blocky and old
4: so anyway we're talking about an engine that was only just been developed and you know made for the the current generations of systems Mm. I mean if if we go by the timeline that maybe uh, let's face it three years time we're all but guaranteed a new system by then
0: oh it was released in Japan in March 2006 sorry we just another year
4: they're not gonna, uh, they could be starting work on the engine, but the engine's not going to be ready for the PlayStation 3 launch or whatever the launch of the next console is going to be in that cycle. PlayStation
0: 4. Taken well, there's the- no real reason why they can't use the same engine but use the architecture of the PlayStation 4. I mean, you know, is it that... <laughs> Who knows? I don't know.
1: We're not programmers, so we don't know.
0: I'd make it a reason to buy the PlayStation 4. I think that it- Sony have the financial clout to make that happen.
4: The funny thing is, I mean, we all joke about Final Fantasy 13 taking you know forever and a day to come out, mm. but now is the right time. And the, the fact is that the PlayStation 3 now has a, a sizable user base. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, although it upset a huge amount of people, with the fact that it, it is coming out on the, on the Xbox 360, mm. it's it's what. As a company, Square, Square Enix needed to do because you know th- they need that game. The amount of money they pumped into it, and just seeing the trailers and whatnot, and knowing how long that game is, mm-hmm. and they, the money that's been pumped into it, that needed to hit as many people as possible. And you mm-hmm. know, it's whether it's going to be downgraded slightly for the 360. Who knows? We'll find out very, very soon. But you know, that stuff needed to happen, and it's just. Once again, this is a place where Sony just aren't leading the way that they should have been because I'm sure if you know the the playstation at this at this time had sold another twenty or thirty million units, then it would have stayed the PlayStation exclusive mm. but the fact is it, it didn't and it needs to spread its wing but what always makes me laugh is people saying, well it's a playstation brand how how can you no it was a Nintendo brand people
1: exactly <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say no Sony doesn't own it it just yep. the the games most people played were on a Sony console yeah but but it was also on the PC so so there wow I sounded like Tim there didn't I yeah funny, you did. PC, I'm, PC I'm just looking at the,
4: uh, <laughs> the specs for running Final Fantasy 7 on the PC right now and, and you needed a 166 megahertz Pentium CPU and 32 mm-hmm. megabits of RAM there we go mm-hmm wow
1: well and the and the thing is um, you know Square Enix there they want to make as much money as possible And with the recent successes of the more JRPGs on the 360, it made sense for them to Mm -hmm. release it on the 360. Like, look at Lost Odyssey. I mean, I don't know about sales, but it's... For people who enjoy RPGs, it's a great game, and it was only on the 360.
0: It's one of the things I was actually going to ask you about. Hironobu Sakaguchi, the creator, one of the creators of the Final Fantasy series, left Final Fantasy XII mid-production and went off and did Lost Odyssey. Mm-hmm. And you know what? If you sat down with both of those games in a vacuum, and I gave you Lost Odyssey, and the title sequence came up, Final Fantasy XII, and then you played Final Fantasy XII, and the title sequence came up, Lost Odyssey... I mean, Nobuo Mutsu also didn't do the music for Final Fantasy XII, apart from the title music, and did the music for Lost Odyssey. That, mm-hmm. to me, is more Final Fantasy than Twelve was. Uh, it's, it's nowhere near as progressive, but it, it feels like it, it, it's, f- it's far more in the classic random battle style. Yeah, and it it, 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 A lot of the characters feel a lot more similar to, to, to Final Fantasy characters, but there is a certain maturity to it, which in some ways does advance the genre, uh, at the same, I mean, 12 has maturity in it as well, but it's so dry. That is the driest Final Fantasy game I've ever played.
1: It's very clinical. Very
0: mm. clinical game. It's very isn't, political, very diplomatic.
4: You say, isn't, yeah. fun, isn't 12 all very political
0: and, you know, yeah. Oh yeah, like
1: battles it's, and Congress and
0: If you like all of the, um, the politics in episode one, The Phantom Menace, you will love this game. There's all of this sort of trade disputes and empires going this way and that way and invading and stuff. And... Uh,
4: Well, and Lottos is very much about, you know, forgotten memories, Mm. um, you know, characters, you know, know, living eternities and, you know, it's more
1: fantasy based and the immortals and, you know, and all that. It's
0: yeah, it's it feels more like Final Fantasy, whereas I can understand what they were doing with Final Fantasy 12. But having finished, I think it was 74 hours in the end it took me and it was three years. I did not feel overwhelmed when I finished it. I was like, well, God, that's over. It's
2: not
1: and a I bad
0: did. game but it is a long drawn out dry experience for me.
1: Yeah, and and 12 um you know like you said looks like shit on a high def
2: television.
0: <laughs> Whereas Lost yeah, Other on 360, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's on the 360 it was made for high def it looks great. No, you put 12 on a standard def television, it yeah. looks amazing. And that's um, how I pl- I had how I played it. You know, and it's granted it's, it was on the PS2 so you have, you know, Older hardware, um, you know, but I think twelve they were still trying to hang on to the idea of, of eleven and the MMO thing. Yeah. And they, yeah, eleven was a complete flop. As you know, as far as Final Fantasy games are concerned, and, and don't get me started on the Crystal Chronicles games because those are,
0: oh, well, I, I, <laughs> those I, I, are I
1: watched...
2: terrible as well.
0: Yeah, but, uh- I watched the, uh, there was a Greg Kasavin review of Final Fantasy XI on uh, GameSpot, uh, which I watched recently, and it was um, reviewed in 2004, and this was the PlayStation 2 version, and he was saying, you know, the MMO genre is, is kind of taking off at the moment, so uh, you may want to pick this one up, uh, it's, a, it's, it's a good step on the way to someone making a good game. This is 2004, one well less than a year later, World of Warcraft was released, making Final Fantasy XI completely pointless at the same time there, there were enough I mean things like EverQuest were out there that kind of put the wind up square and made them think yeah. we've got to advance we've got to do something much more active like we this we have to do six- an
2: MMO yeah
0: yeah we have mm-hmm. to do an MMO and they they incorporate they tried to bring elements of that into 12 and I can only hope that it's a bit more hands on when you're playing 13 because there's something very disengaging about the Gambit system. I mean, it's is it, is it like that in, in Dragon Age, Tony? I mean, you've been playing that. I mean, how much control do you really have over your characters and party?
4: You see, because I'm not playing 12, I don't... I have no comparison here, but... Um,
0: but imagine uh, bringing your characters over to uh, uh, an enemy in Dragon Age, and everyone immediately pulls out their swords and goes to town on him like LA's finest.
4: Well, I mean, it, you have what they call... Um, <laughs> uh... Like character slots, basically you have character tactics, and each one of those you can really, under every situation of what you think may actually happen, you, if you can make sure that somebody only uses a
0: certain... If someone weapon. gets inflicted with slow, you immediately cast haste, things like
4: yes, that. Right? Yeah, so you know, the, the further you progress with the game, the more uh, slots you open up, so you allow them to really tacturise that. So yeah, if you don't okay. want your mage or your main healer to wander into the middle of a battle, she'll stay right the way back. Okay. Unless somebody, you know, starts attacking her, then you can tell her right and bring out. Uh, you know, your daggers at this point, but I don't know, have him not play 12.
0: That sounds pretty much exactly the same, but I mean, as I, in Dragon Age, could you just wander over to someone and immediately, like, the fight would take place without you even really doing anything? Uh, if you told
4: him to be 100% passive, no. But, uh, I mean...
0: Well, no, if you told him to be 100% aggressive, then...
4: Well, yeah, I mean, if you told them just to take take a stance of, you know, if, you, if you're going to be, a, if you're being attacked, then attack back. But, you know, quite often in Dragon Age, it's very much, you you everything in your way needs to be killed to get, you know, progress through the game. Unlike, a, say, a random battle system where you just, you know, want everyone to avoid. That's But, you know, everything here, yeah, it needs to die in front of you.
0: So, so I've just had a thought. Did you ever play Secret of Mana? Blog- no. Nah. No, no, no. I know you didn't, Tony, but, I mean, uh, uh Carolyn, did you ever play it? No. Oh, there's a really to- simplified <laughs> version of that exact fighting system in that you've got like a little grid with one to six and um, you basically put your character on how uh, it's like six up and six down, uh, yeah. and six across, and you can basically put, you know, how aggressive you want to be and how defensive you want to be. Uh, and that's literally just, you know, how much your other two players, while well, you're, you're moving your player around, how much you want them to go and attack other people. And this was back in like 1994. So mm-hmm. this has been around and being developed for quite some time.
4: We we in the past have had completely different disagreements with this. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of look at um, Dragon Age as almost uh, an action adventure game.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Sure, I mean there's casting spells and hitting people with swords, it, it has traits of you know that, that kind of deep mm-hmm. RPG mechanics. But I, you know, certainly because I played it on the three sixty it, it lends itself more to kind of wandering with a big sword and you know yeah. people down hitting them. So I almost say action adventure. Yeah. When it comes to um, certainly in JRPGs, one of the things I loved about Lost Odyssey is that it actually stuck to a system that I knew from Final Fantasy X, mm-hmm. which was turn-based. Um, and one of the and this, I know I'm probably in a minority here, but I actually really get turned off by active battle systems in in JRPGs. It's one of the reasons why I think Eternal Sonata. That I yeah. I I can't get on with it because there's just you know I I feel like I've got no control of what my characters are doing. Obviously yeah. you know you can set all this this stuff up, but I still feel like there's a fifty percent chance that at the, at the perfectly wrong time they're going to draw something out. You're like, no, what are you doing? Where I always felt like if the the turn-based system is like well right next person next person next person, I can stack all these things up and I know time the full person to use this and i kind of get annoyed when people say it's such an outdated uh, technique i don't think it is it's just a completely different tactical strategy you're a strategist and you're planning out the next three moves and when the boss suddenly do, does something in the middle of that and you have to cancel out half those, those um, uh, sets that you've sat, sat out for them yeah then you know i i kind of get a thrill from that i just i, I i'm not one for this active active battle system where you know I, I feel like some of the control is actually being taken away from this in mm. these combat situations
0: When you get to finally unleash the beast regarding Western RPGs, uh, how how do you uh, wh- why do you prefer JRPGs to Western RPGs? We've heard what Tony said on the battle system, is it? I'm assuming there's more um, than that, Tony. Right? I mean, we've already done a Western versus Eastern about a year ago. Carol, well, go for it.
1: I I prefer the the JRPGs to the you know Western or regular RPGs. I guess I don't know. It's kind of hard to to put my finger on. Um, likening the analogy to books games like knights of the old republic um is kind of like reading harry potter you know it's it's interesting it's an easy read you can get through it um not particularly you know offensive in any way but jrpgs are more like neil stevenson books
0: hang on a second are you lumping in mass effect as being like harry potter eh. You you, you are saying that. Uh, That's yeah. what's saying. Well, I I didn't play much. Tony of is that, Dragon Age like not...
4: how... To... No, I mean, let go. I have mean, got some counter arguments to that, but yeah, I mean, finish off what. So yeah,
0: sorry, Karen, finish off.
1: Well, and, and it's more um, it's kind of not the Western versus Japanese RPGs. It's more of RPGs versus other games, I guess is is a better comparison.
2: Hmm.
1: Um, where. Other games are a light, easy read. You can, you know, get through them, Snack. put them down, pick them up. Um, whereas, as RPGs take a, a commitment, and it it's compared it to like reading Neil Stevenson's Cryptonomicon. I don't know if you've ever read that book. It's it's a it's a challenge <laughs> to read that book. I mean, you have to pay uh-huh. attention. You have to you have to invest time and energy and <laughs> in, into getting getting through it, and and it just it's a different it's a different mindset to play those types of games. Mm. I particularly don't enjoy Western RPGs. I can't quantify a reason why. Maybe because all I've really played is JRPGs, and it they fall under that. Well, this is too different. I don't, you know. What the- I, mean, I just, don't want to get into it, but so for anyway. example,
4: if we're if we're talking about Western RPGs, I mean, this, the stuff that you automatically have to bring up is stuff like Oblivion, uh, Fallout Three, um, Mass Effect, Mass Effect and, Dragon, Age. Uh, yeah, Dragon Age. I mean, The Fable maybe in that in that sense. Uh, what Kotor, definitely. Yeah. And, and once again, I think that, that to me comes back down to that I actually find them almost to be action games. Mm. That yeah, you know, they they take away that that. What well, the prime example I use here is that my wife is... She's a big fan of RPGs, yet she tends to only stick to the Japanese versions because of this. You know, as I said before, the 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 chance to actually plan out attacks and not a lot's going to really happen. You're not going to suddenly get a guy come from behind you and jump you and and kill you, um, and you haven't had the twitch uh, commands on the control pad to actually stop that from happening and suddenly changing this on the fly.
0: Significantly, Uh, Liz is a big reader as well.
4: Yeah, but you know, I just think the gameplay. uh, tactics are, are completely different. One's almost like playing, it, in many respects, it's almost like playing a shooter versus, um, mm. you know, something on the completely opposite end of the scale. I, yeah, I think you have they, to have, like, vary.
1: yeah, those fast reflexes and you have to stay on top of it and be on, you know, on guard at all times and, I don't know. But
4: what I disagree with you about is I think, <laughs> the, um, storyline wise, mm. I think, um, JRPGs can have absolutely fantastic stories. Don't get me wrong, I've, I've sat there and I know um, Lost Odyssey for me, I, I really got involved in, in the characters. I was reading the books that, you know, were laid out in front of you and, and you know, the, the whole history of that place and I got really deeply involved and emotionally mm-hmm. involved actually with the characters by the end of that and, you know, it was a real personal connection. But as I said last week on the, on the show talking about Dragon Age, I think what the Western RPG is, is, has taken that and you do lose a little bit of translation of maybe getting involved with your characters, but giving you so many opportunities to change the storyline of what what your protagonist that you're using. Um, and that, I think, is, is a move forward of the genre, is that you have more control of your destiny within these games. Because JRP is very much literally, here is the book, here is the text, you will read it, and this is the story that we're going to tell you. I always mm-hmm. feel like Western RPGs have gone well. Here's the book, but you know if you want to skip forward a couple of pages and miss that section, um, but you there's another book here in the in the series that you haven't seen, and now you can move on to this and read this. Yeah, there's just a, a variation of the two, neither of them are particularly wrong, I don't think, but I, they definitely serve two completely different markets.
0: I think as well, Carolyn, uh, that there's, uh, there's there's a lot of experiences that you haven't yet had in uh, Western RPGs that are very much more involving than than you might be giving them credit for. And I'm not I'm not saying you're wrong. Uh but it's I think I would I would be interested to see what you'd say about saying playing Mass Effect because my wife's really getting into that at the moment. She's almost finished as well. So it's 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 not like it's going to consume quite as much time as as your average um JRPG. And that's a big thing for me at the moment as well because Final Fantasy 12 took me 74 hours like I said and only
1: 74
0: yeah only? <laughs> i mean it's, it's feasible you could finish it in like 40 50 or something like that but
1: i don't, think, ah, I, don't
0: have, I don't have the time for that many rpgs if, if, if uh, tony and i both play a lot of different kinds of games and i don't know right. how tony finds the time to play that much dragon age but um he does and uh, you found tony when you were playing warcraft you didn't have time for anything else it was just that and I feel if I played more RPGs, which at the moment I feel almost inclined to because re- I want to get back into Lost Odyssey again, I was talking about it that much. I wouldn't have time to play. I mean, Bayonetta takes twelve hours to finish, but that's twelve hours I could be leveling up or you know getting deeper into somebody's backstory. And, and, and RPGs can be so rewarding because of the. It's like watching a full TV series rather than just a movie. Because uh, you right. genuinely get into the characters, but sometimes you know it's it's like. Would I rather have watched an entire TV series which left me feeling a bit, uh, or watched, you know, seven really good movies, which I could have done <laughs> instead of playing Final Fantasy XII, effectively?
1: Well, and, you know, granted, I, I am the first to admit I I have a very narrow scope when it comes to games. And I'm, I can't play more than one at a time, mainly because there's there's times where I have a big gap in between gaming sessions. Yeah. And if I have more than one game going on, I have to think, like, ah, oh shit, what was I doing in this
4: one? <laughs> and RPGs or, are the worst for that. As
0: yeah, well. especially JRPGs, because no. you've got giant sweeping political plots and d- different complex battle <laughs> systems to remaster. Exactly,
1: and then, like, oh, you have to go here and pick this flower and take it to this person over here, and then then you have to go run around in a circle at this particular spot and then dodge a thousand lightning bolts and... And all this other stuff. Yeah. Um But now this is a question. Another question I have for you guys. Yeah. What's your stance on guides when playing RPGs?
0: Oh yeah. Um, I'm not sure about things like Mass Effect and Dragon Age because I, I I don't think I'd really want to know for such a short game um, every little turn that's about to happen. But well, I aren't, am. Aren't
1: those Aren't those games kind of dependent upon choices you make? anyway
0: Uh, a lot of them are there's usually in 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 mass effect there's about three or four very important choices you have to make and a lot of other dialogue related ones which might affect things in a little way but um here's the thing i found with playing final fantasy 7 i didn't have a guide but i loved it anyway eight i got completely screwed and lost and dropped the game and then i went back in i was 45 hours in and completely screwed but i bought the guide and then finished it um because I now knew where everything was and how to yeah. find... I mean, you know, one of the things, like, to get uh, a component for Squall's like, next good weapon, I, requ- I was required to steal something from a Marlboro, which I would not have known back in those days without buying the guide. And that... Pissed me off because it was like right, so you can't play this game without the guide. I've said this one before. I bought the guide with Final Fantasy IX, romped through it, loved every second of it. Bought the guide with Final Fantasy X, became so powerful I broke through the um, the, the the damage barrier and was inflicting like <laughs> nine, nine 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 in, in damage yes. to uh, everything. And uh, my characters were all level ninety nine and crazy amounts of HP. I think I spent nearly hundred and twelve hours on that game in the end. I think. Um, didn't buy the guide for twelve, and it took me three years. So I think there's a <laughs> correlation there, maybe. Um, that basically, if you want to play it properly, you buy the guide. If it's Final Fantasy, I don't know about the other JRPGs. I mean, you hang on, no, no, T- Tony. I mean, you bought. I think you played seven, didn't you? And ten, that I specifically yes. recall.
4: I, I, no, I mean, I played seven. I played eight. I never finished eight. I didn't play nine. I played a, a couple of hours of nine. Played ten. Uh, obviously, you were nine, playing
0: international superstar
4: soccer at the time. Ah, oh, what a game. <laughs> uh,
0: sorry. But, no, yeah, no, but you played 10 to death, but you also had the guide, same as me. And...
4: See, I, it's a real problem. I, I think RPGs are, suffer terribly from this. And although they're such a linear game experience, they, they have such complex systems of, you need, like, as you said, you, you need to steal this from this ca- uh, character. Um, I mean, I, I'm perfectly fine with guys. I, I think an RPGs is one of the few... Um, Genres of games, are, I think guides are almost an essential purchase, mm. and I think some of this is actually um, just bad programming by um, you think? The, the developers themselves. Because they, I mean, they deliberately hide stuff out of the way.
0: They make um, it obtuse, definitely.
4: I mean, if you if you imagine that it's it's taking you what seventy four hours to complete Final Fantasy twelve, mm. um, and uh, that was mostly without a guide and um, yeah. whatever. But if, used you, game if you wanted yeah. to oh. find everything within that world, can you imagine how many hours it would actually take to find every single little thing.
0: Oh, uh, here's concept. a very pertinent thing. There's a uh, weapon in the game called the Zodiac Spear. Everyone who's played it will be like, yes. Yep. You can only get the Zodiac Spear if you don't open 12 treasure, treasure chests. And yeah. you don't know which of those ones are. It never says, do you want to open this treasure chest? Are you sure? Because this one might be crucial. Ooh, it's what's just, that stuff in it? Ooh. I mean, they, they all have... I mean, basically, you get so much... Like You get fuck all from the treasure chest in, in general. I never got one thing that I was like, that is so awesome. Except one good shield one time. And that was a very specifically placed shield. But you could not know that if you did not... That those were the 12 treasure chests you had to knock open to get this Zodiac Spear. That is purely mm. in there for people who've got the guide. It's like a, hey, you know what, Uh, by the guide, you may just get this awesome thing.
4: But this is exactly what pisses me off about these games, is that most of the time you're not going to see the entirety of the game. I mean, you can probably follow the main quest line pretty strict, but if you want to do a lot of the side quest stuff, it's all but impossible to know what the hell is going on without a guide. Um, So, I mean, I I generally, if I'm going to sit there and play... uh, an RPG and I always justify that if I'm going to spend 70 to 80 hours of playing an RPG, then, you know, I should have the right to pretty much know where everything is within this world. Mm. Because I'm, I'm given so much of my time to this, <laughs> to this whatever it may be that, uh, you know, I feel like I, I need the right to at least hit the final mm. battle with completely maxed out powered mm. uh,
0: people. Not the other quite. thing is that so many of the bosses, the, uh, the only fights you're really going to have much trouble with, are effectively just puzzles. You know, they're going to hit you with a certain status attack, and they're weak to something specific. And you couldn't know that until you faced them, and you may, may end up getting completely rammed the first time. Um, but he, the guide will basically just tell you how to, how to hit it, and it's still going to be a tough battle. I mean, one of them, uh, I fought the Cactuar King in uh, Final Fantasy VIII, and it took me nearly an hour of just whittling him, him down, and I couldn't have done that without the guide telling me exactly which moves to make. Red and green weapon, ditto. Um, it's, it, it's integral, ultimately, to Final Fantasy, to get the guide, and I found that out much to my chagrin. What are your yes. thoughts on guides?
1: Oh, I, I agree completely. You oh. really, in order to get the most out of the game... Or to help you avoid, um, you know, getting halfway through the game and realizing, oh shit!
0: Didn't pick up the zodiac.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't pick that up. It doesn't really change how well you make it through the game. I mean, yes, it 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 does. does
0: It really, (laughs) really does.
1: It does. But you know, if you
0: it's it's crucial to mastering the battle system.
1: Right. Some games I use them just religiously, and other games I just kind of go along and then. Oh, I'm at a I'm at a spot here. What's going on? Oh, oh, okay, that's what I need to do, and then ah. continue on that way. But I I tend to do so many side quests and extra things. Mm. By the time I get to like the boss battles or the end, you know, the end of the game battles, I'm so overpowered that they're not a challenge. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. That's
0: so I true. guess
1: I guess in the, in that respect, it that it does give you an advantage in fishing in the game, and I think it, it it you get the full experience of the game.
0: Well, without well, a, uh, a guide, you might not even know that certain side quests exist.
1: Exactly. You know, and, and and you know, you won't get that spear, you won't uh pick up the wonder bangle if you don't have, you know. You won't know that this
0: is the only boss in the entire game who has this sword. You must nick it from him right now, otherwise you're screwed. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or the or the dodging the lightning bolts a hundred times. That's you know.
0: Oh, did you do I that was, yet? No. I know Charlie did. I did. Yeah. I, Ridiculous.
1: Not for lack of trying, let me tell you. But no, I didn't. But I that didn't. takes
0: like half an hour or something, doesn't it? You just sat there like. Uh. Yeah, but you get, you get hit by one thumb. <laughs> yeah, and you start screwed. again. Yeah. Get right. your come back in the screen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh Christ.
1: You get the ninety-nine and you sneeze and oh
0: shit. It's, uh, it's a thousand times worse than playing Burnout. I just want to wrap up by talking about how uh, my relationship with uh, RPGs has changed over the years. Um, cause I cause the first one for me was 7, and I enjoyed 8 eventually, and I loved 9, and I loved 10, and then I left off for so many years. I think um, I also left off playing games in general for a, a while. I'm actually, I think I'm going to do a podcast about that at some point, because there was a time, um, I think I attributed to being around the time that Rainbow Six came out on the uh, Xbox and before Gears of War came out, that I just... I was burned out. And I, I wasn't sure that there was much more in video games to offer me anything. And I just... I didn't really fancy playing a JRPG yeah. at that stage. So then when I picked up 12, it, and it took me three years, you know, when I got Lost Odyssey, it was like, this is just more of the same. So it, it's, it's taken me... Um, getting excited about Final Fantasy Thirteen, playing Mass Effect... Um, and uh, I suppose yeah, the Knights of the Old Republic 1 had, had kind of an influence on me there as well. Uh, to, to really get me back into the idea of, of being able to c- commit that much time and effort into one game. Um, I think I'm going to have to pick them very carefully. But uh, I, I think I think I can do it now again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm reaching a you second. You sound confident. I don't know. I think I can. Because, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's a big thing. It's It's... It's a hobby, effectively. You're, you're, you're asking someone to spend huge amounts of time doing this one thing to little end, aside from, you know, personal enjoyment.
1: Well, and that's that's the curse of being an RPG fan, mm. is you're, the time you spend playing games limits the number of games you can play, mm. which, in my respect, is limited to a lot of JRPGs because I know that I love playing them. And mm. so... If I'm going to invest 100 hours, 120 hours into one game, I'm going to play one I know I'm going to like rather than, you know, kind of branch out and, you know, I'm sure...
0: Would you say that's made you someday, a little bit more tentative about yeah, but, other genres, though? I mean, you don't like action yeah. genres or...
1: Well, uh, I have tried first-person shooters,
0: <laughs>
2: uh-huh.
1: and I I, I dare say I'm probably the worst first-person shooter player known to man. Um <laughs> We, we had, um, the, uh, the network that, you know, Snarkfoo and the Widget are on is Pink Ninja Studios and we had a Pink Ninja Studios gaming day once where we played, I think, um, Gears of War map, some Gears of War multiplayer stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, some, you know, poor group of people got me on their team and basically, I, I kid you not, I somehow got stuck in a corner looking at my shoes and someone shot me in the head. That was the first one. Um, by the time I figured out how to look straight ahead and walk, someone shot me again, um, and then an- another time I was like staring into the sun and and getting completely obliterated. So yeah, I'm not I think sure really- how you
0: thought that would be a good way to get into it. Uh, <laughs> in this case, third person shooters.
1: Well, it was one of those things where like, oh, come on, it'll be fun. You'll be and I'm like, okay. I'm the one you can practice your headshots on because yeah. I don't know how
4: to. You live. should never go online, loading.
0: <laughs> Is it Liz who has well, the no, who was... had the um, gamer tag? I'm the target, or the yeah, motto. the motto. I am the yeah. target.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, no, it, it was a group of a group of friends, so it wasn't you know like some random thirteen year old telling me I'm gay or something. But then, oh my god, you're a girl. Oh. Um, no, there there wasn't any of that because I never. The two
0: I, are not mutually exclusive, but okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, it was all people I knew and. It, So it it was fine. But there was a lot of like, all right, she's already dead. All right, let's go.
0: I would suggest a couple of really good first-person shooters, like Half-Life 2 and uh, Halo 3. But I would also think you're you're living in a household not especially um, uh, embracing of newer games.
1: That's not true. No. Tim just loves old games. Really loves old games.
0: He sleeps in a pile of flops. (laughs)
1: it's <laughs> not, not a bad thing.
0: I'm not saying it's um, a bad thing, but it, it has. It's certainly not. He's not putting them in front of you and saying, "Dude, you got to play Halo."
4: <laughs> Dude, I mean, there's there's no yeah, rule to say that you're a gamer just because you play first-person shooters or you play fighters. It's, I'm not
0: saying no. that is how you should be defined, but it's it's. And neither am I saying also that uh, just playing RPGs and, and puzzle games is a bad thing. But it's feasible that the amount of time invested in uh, the JRPGs has has meant that you're a bit more tentative about embracing. I mean, there are many other genres out there than than action, football games. Um,
1: no, I, I mean, and I played Portal, which I think would be like the best beginner's first-person shooter game you could play good. because
0: it's more of a puzzle. A little,
1: it's more of a puzzle game, but. I couldn't finish it because I got to one point, and I think it was—I don't know if you, you've played the game. I'm yes. sure. Yes. Floor eighteen, where you have to be fast, where you mm-hmm. shoot your things, mm-hmm. and the thing comes up, and you have to. Yeah, I was. Oh, cool. that bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's that. I know room, actually what
4: bit that is. Yeah, it's it's real quick reflex, and if you were playing it on the 360 over the uh the PC, yeah, it's ten yeah. times yeah. hard.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and that's how I was playing it. So. I got to the point where you have to um, shoot down, jump off the cliff, and so you get launched across the room, out the door or something, so you can escape yourself.
0: That bit I remember, yeah.
1: <laughs> I got to the point – I got really close. I got to the point where I was, you know, shooting, going down, and by the time I hit, would have hit the portal, it had close, and I just – Blather, rinse, and repeat for about two hours, and I said, "Okay, I'm done."
0: (laughs) See, my wife got to the very last boss, but that was again one of the only real sort of time-sensitive action bits of the the whole game, and she got completely stumped. And she might have been able to finish it in the end, but she was getting very frustrated, so I kind of helped her with that bit. But it's a shame that the clever nature and the the, uh, relatively leisurely pace of the rest of the game that that they do kind of throw you into the real (laughs) into the fire, into the fire, literally at one point. Um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And which makes it kind of difficult to get to grips with if, you, if it's not your genre. And well, believe okay. me, not what I am not doing here, Carolyn, is saying you got to play these games, otherwise you're Why not playing games at, playing at all. Games you got to play the Halo. And I'm certainly also not thinking that Halo Three is the one to start with. Um, but
1: I love I love Paper Mario too, so hmm. which has <laughs> RPG elements to it, so.
0: But your gaming habits do slightly inform on my gaming habits in terms of I'm scared to play JRPGs that much because I feel that I might not play other games. I I don't have enough time. And if I'm doing a podcast as well and I've got to talk about other stuff, what have you done this week, Alex? Well, more Final Fantasy.
1: I'm still playing Last Odyssey.
0: Yep. It's taken me 700 hours. And and you know right. it's, there's there's only so much that you can really say about the same thing over and over again each week, so I, I kind of feel obligated to try lots of different things <laughs> and that that's my situation but um I, I don't know, Tony.
4: Well, you know, my problem is that once I start a game, I have to finish it.
0: Yes, and
4: that becomes a real—I uh, don't want to say hassle. That's like a, that, that is the wrong word, but you know the meaning.
0: When if it, it's fifty you know, odd hours at yeah, least. I mean, yeah.
4: I, I was really apprehensive to start Dragon Age game. I previously wasn't even interested. Really you were interested in playing. because you know I, I know how long it was going to be, and it—it it wasn't something I was really <laughs> looking for at that point. But you know, I had a lot of time off over Christmas, and it was brought for me for Christmas. Uh, brought for me for as a Christmas present as well. Mm. So I thought, well, you now here we go. I'm and, not play a present. You know, 65 hours later, I'm I've, I'm at the <laughs> end and, you know, I'm I'm on my uh, second and third uh, playthrough of different characters.
0: But so, well, as a result, you have burned yourself out to the point where you're yes, um, weary thinking about Mass Effect 2.
4: Yeah, I mean, this is one of the, the reasons we did this show was the fact that there's, you know, one of the real influences um, amongst this is that you can get burnt out on this stuff because, I mean, so Dragon Age was released in November, um, right at the start of November, so... If I had picked it up then, then maybe there would have been somewhat of a gap between now and the end of January, so pretty much February. But, you know, it's something I started playing right at the back end of December. So, you know, I I wish I had Hundreds of hours to play games every single week. You know, neither of <laughs> us do. Not we of, all. <laughs> we have work and commitments, and I'm sure some people have played that game multiple times.
0: That but, might be why uh, JRPGs are so massively popular with the teenage set because they're 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 very emo in nature, and they they take you know dozens of hours, and that's what emo teenagers have got at their disposal, unless they've got. Are got you
1: saying I'm an emo teenager? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, Wait, um, how many how many hours did you spend playing Twelve?
0: Uh, 74. Yeah. But okay, no, no. In my defence, I stayed up till nine thirty in the morning, finishing it off. That was an all nighter. I haven't pulled one of them since Final Fantasy VII.
4: But what what's happened to me? The fact is now that I've I've completed Dragon Age, I've put sixty five hours into it, um, and I know the systems are going to be relatively similar to Mass Effect Two, so it's going to feel like I've walked from one game straight into the next. And what happens at the end of um, Mass Effect Two? Final Fantasy Thirteen is released. So. I mean, it's just, I mean, that's just maybe coincidence. I mean, two Bioware games, you know, you wait for one to come and then two come along at once in a, a classic fashion. But, um, you know, I, I, I will feel completely nicely drained at the, at the back end of, um, Dragon Age. You know, I put so much time and energy and, you know, uh, um, emotion into pl- you know, playing that game and making some real tough choices that, you know, the, 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 um, the prospect of doing it again with Mass Effect 2 is actually quite daunting. But then again, I just, I saw the trailer and I was like, no, I'm ready, because the one thing that these games have over all the rest is the involvement of, I mean, you, you could argue Uncharted 2, obviously, you know, you had involvement in characters, but yeah. the real deep involvement you have with these characters and the decisions you have to make along the way. And one of the things I absolutely love about uh, RPGs, whether they're JRPGs or Western RPGs, is the fact that I can actually sit down with my wife, Liz, and we can sit and play it together, because it's a slightly slower pace, we can make decisions along the way, and it almost becomes like sitting there watching a TV series together. So, you know, Liz and me sat there and watched the, the Mass Effect 2 trailer, and went, like, yep, we're ready, bring it on, and then we watched the Final <laughs> Fantasy 13 trainer. yep, oh, it just means yeah. that I'm only going to play three games over the next three months, which is going to be disappointing for the people that listen to the, the Digital Cowboys, I'm sure, but,
0: you know. <laughs> what are you playing this week, Tony? Uh... 13. Well, um, that's the thing. We, we don't. This is not really about what do we play each week yeah, anymore exactly. as, as a show. We we we're talking about other, th- just this week. We happen to be talking about what we've played, but it's as it as it applies to a particular topic that we're now talking about. I think we we haven't done that many RPG related shows, and so I think this is kind of relevant.
4: Well, I mean, but, when was the last RPG you played before this current crop before, of RPGs?
0: Before twelve, it was uh, Lost Odyssey, and before that, uh, no, hang on, Mass Effect, then Lost Odyssey before that. And before that, boo, it's been a yeah, while. So yeah. I played, uh, um, what was that Sky Pirates game on the GameCube? Remake of a Dreamcast game? Skies of Arcadia? That's the one. I played Skies of Arcadia on the GameCube, but it didn't last very long.
4: And, and Carolyn, I, I, you've been playing stuff like The Last Remnant, and have you picked up any of the, is it The Last Remnant you played? It yeah,
1: was. yeah, that's what I'm playing right now. Actually. So,
4: and, and there's been a number of 360 release you know, related titles that have come
0: out. Um, Blue Dragon.
1: Uh, eh, I didn't like Blue Dragon. Eternal Sonata was not that great. Uh huh. Um, it it's, it it all comes down to the. If, Is Last if,
0: Remnant like, the one where they chain the moon to the earth? No. Oh, was that um, Ocean, Infinite Undiscovery? Yes.
1: I think so. Yeah, which no. I haven't played that one yet. Not. No. I'm gonna play 13 next. I'm pretty sure. So, um, yeah. but it, it goes back to what you were saying, Tony, about the fatigue that you get from playing these RPGs, and and it, and it kind of explains because I I know I'm not the only person who my my main focus is playing RPG games, and so it's like, what do you play? Oh, I play RPGs and puzzle games. So yeah. there's like a, a big disconnect. But the best. Uh the best cure for RPG fatigue is to play Peggle for about 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Or play Bejeweled, or play something so stupid and simple and colorful. <laughs> <laughs> stupid, didn't they simple incorporate, and colorful. yeah. Didn't they
0: incorporate <laughs> Peggle into Warcraft as a result of that? So you actually um, play it while you did, class? yes. Yeah, I did. I never Pe- yeah,
1: I never played Warcraft because I did not want to get sucked that deeply into it. You in- would I, get
0: I, sucked. Let me tell I, you.
1: I played Neverwinter Nights. Uh-huh. Which um, awesome. you could play offline. It, it's kind of a D and D, was on the PC. Um, uh, but yeah, it's the same kind of role playing game. But you didn't have to play it online. You could, but you didn't have to. So
0: I don't know um, what you'd make of uh, Warcraft, because obviously you seem you seem to be more about the plot of the giant sweeping epics. And while there is plenty of plot in Warcraft, it's very easy to ignore it and make just do mathematical loot gathering quests. Just in an attempt to optimize your character on a constant basis. I th- I th- I and, I, what, and I
1: like playing by myself. I don't want to, I don't want to have to rely on other people. And, you can and now
0: do that in Warcraft <laughs> no, 3. You know, if,
1: if, if they want to play at X time to do X quest and I don't, you know, then I lose out and maybe they lose out. Who knows? It's, it's...
0: That's only anyway. really crucial for dungeons and uh, raids.
1: Right. Right. And and I think um I recall in the forum uh talking about RPGs how um Alex or Tony, one of you two, wanted the chat feature to play Final Fantasy Ooh. thirteen. Yeah, no that on. was me.
0: That was me. And okay, you don't so you people people. sort of trying to chat chat to you while you're busy trying to kill Bahamut.
1: Yeah. Like shh, I'm trying I'm busy here.
0: That's, yeah. Well at the same time, you know, you could always just say no, I don't want to accept this particular person's chat.
1: <laughs> oh wait, wait.
2: It's,
0: it's not um, it, it's
1: all it's all personal preference, you know. I and I I probably would have had I played Warcraft Warcraft, I would have gotten into it. I know I would have. Yeah. It's it's that type of kind of micromanaging game I probably would. Mm really get into, so I, I knew it would be a time suck, um, and then secondly, I didn't want to have to pay the monthly fee for it,
2: yeah yeah
4: <laughs>
1: which keeps me from playing City of Heroes which, with my brother. So.
4: Which is stupid, really, because you would only been paying, what, the $10 or $15 a month, and then that would be that, because you wouldn't be paying yeah. for anything else. You wouldn't else, need really.
0: anything else. <laughs> no entertainment required. <laughs> it's amazing how your bills actually plummet, and everyone's always really reticent about that. I think what everyone's worried about is paying the fee but not playing Warcraft, Right. So that you're not even getting anything out of it. Uh, right. Which does affect quite a lot of people who um, want to pay the fee because they don't want to lose the f- the fact that they could at any point just jump on, but they also right. don't want to play because it consumes your life. I mean, <laughs> way more than any other JRPG I've ever, I mean, I've never seen Tony quite so absorbed in a single game. And no. myself, probably.
1: Did you have to buy another computer just so you could play Warcraft all day?
0: Tony. No, no, right, he, I know. he bought it on the computer, computer so that he, could, so that his wife could play at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. That's how you stay that. together.
4: That's I, look, together. <laughs> I, I think um, you know, this 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 whole RPG segment here. There's there's so much more we could talk about. We haven't really talked about the evolution of the RPG, RPG genre hmm. since you know being back on the, the you know the eight bit systems all the way up until modern day systems. How Final Fantasy itself. Really is what the the rest of the the industry looks at. I mean, you could argue that because there's not been a Final Fantasy game since twelve, that some of the the, the newer generation systems really have struggled to kind of uh, look at it as a light and it to lead them forward. I think you know we haven't touched on stuff as if you look at the Call of Duty series and how that's taken on, you know, the perks and the leveling up of characters and how that's really changed mm. all action games now. In the future, that you know, it's it's to take an RPG kind of stance in it, or even something like Borderlands, where just the, the mere fact that you're leveling um, is something that pushes you forward. There's so many things we could look at. I mean, yeah. even we haven't really discovered the, the east versus the west so there's a whole another show deep within this but i hopefully what we have talked about is a little bit about our love for our love loving hate of final fantasy and the fact why seven hasn't been <laughs> made uh, and i hopefully we might got my point across where you know these games are so um immersive that you know even i, I can be so immersed within you know, say a multiplayer game but if I'm, I'm just as happy sitting there, uh, 65 hours, and ignoring all the other people on my friends list that are, you know, desperate to play multiplayer. And I'm like, I'll see you next month, guys, because <laughs> I'm happy here because I don't want to stop playing this. Um And it's it's going to be interesting actually because, you know, I I obviously I just played Dragon Age and I think that's a step forward for the Western RPG. I think Mass Effect 2 is looked like it's going to do the same thing. And I, and I, it'll be interesting to come back maybe even only in six months' time after you know Final Fantasy 13s come out.
0: And its impact has finally been, you know, yeah, felt. Yeah, see
4: what the, the waves of that is and see whether that really will lead the, the eastern charge of the RPG and say, no, it's, it's fine to continue this. Or whether it actually took a, on board some of the Western ideals as well. Uh, so maybe we're a little bit preemptive on this, but, uh, you know, I, you can't you can't complain because Alex has just completed Final Fantasy Twelve. Karen uh, is deep into The Last Remnant and I've just done Dragon Age so it's, it's brought it very much to the, uh, the forefront of our minds at the moment.
0: I'm going to leave you with this last thought from Mike from the Fanboys Lunchcast. This is again on Final Fantasy 7 and why they haven't remade it. The real problem to me isn't the degree to which games, including the Final Fantasy games, have progressed since 7 in terms of gameplay and graphics. It's more that games have progressed in their storytelling to the point that retelling the Final Fantasy 7 story would lack any sort of impact. Let's face it, the real reason people want to play a remade Final Fantasy VII is to relive that moment. And at the time it was released, that moment was astounding. Games just didn't kill off central characters' way through the game. It was a real punch in the gut that you'll never forget. But there have been so many other games with moments even bigger and more profound than that. Portal, Half-Life 2, Bioshock, The Darkness, hell, even the recent Prince of Persia game. I'd rather the series just continue to move on and let me enjoy my amazing memories of Cloud, Aeris, and crew than potentially sully that with a remake that could potentially serve to magnify the flaws of a classic. Um. Disagree. <laughs> Not <laughs> one moment in, in recent uh, gaming history that I could think of that's anywhere near as impactful uh, as, as as that moment. Possibly because it was the first, but also possibly because I've never really it wasn't just the, the the fact that it was unexpected, it was the fact that it took something from you that you really cared about and even Mass Effect didn't do that.
4: Yeah, but, um, but that's what he's saying, is that if you relive that moment now, would it be as... I, mean, I, I, think I it haven't, I haven't I, gone I, back to I, play I the original things, but I've rewatched that scene on, on YouTube a number of times now and it's like oh yeah, that happened.
0: Was it with the same context of 40 hours of gameplay beforehand? Talking I, to her, getting to know her, fighting alongside her?
4: You, you see,
0: I, watch I anything have. out of context any of those moments in Portal Half-Life 2 Bioshock with Darkness in Prince of Persia none of those are going to have the impact it's because you've watched all the episodes of that TV show that this character's death really really means something
4: yeah, not you're
1: not talking that- about Firefly
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> there was that bit where, I mean, yeah, yeah. In you the watched, movie,
1: in the movie. You watch that, was that bit that in Serenity,
0: Tony, out of context. You'd be like, yeah, that happened. No, but,
1: but what, what I'm
4: trying to it- say is that not that, that that isn't a really important scene. And of course it is. And back then it was a massively important scene and it actually did really push games forward. The fact mm-hmm. that you kill off a central character. Mm-hmm. It's whether that scene now works. Whether it, replaying that, that, that game again, that scene gets to you because it wasn't the first time. It wasn't, you know, Final Fantasy. There were so many things that it was doing other than just that. And when they finally introduced that as well, it was was just the the thing that tipped you over the edge. It was one of the first times that people cried at a video game. Mm. And it's very hard to recapture that. Now, would a brand new remake of the series pull the same strings? I'm not going to say you're wrong because I yeah. think if they, if they spruce it up in, in absolutely gorgeous uh, CGI graphics that we've been seeing that's coming from the Final Fantasy 13, then yeah any, any scene that has emotion behind it can, has the possibility to make you cry but will it have the same impact of what the first time you've done it on Final Fantasy VII? Who am I to judge but I would say no.
0: It'd be really oh, hard oh, to you. gauge it you'd have to play it for kids who have never played a, a role playing game before and see if they cared that much And kids today, I don't know. And you'd have to give it to people who had not played Final Fantasy VII, uh, but have actually experienced other things in between time. And then you'd have to give it to people who had played Final Fantasy VII and have nostalgia tinging that particular experience. But all of those three people are a market that Square could aim at. So no matter which way you slice it, it would make huge amounts of money. It would make a dollar sign, biggest number you know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> no not quite it would seriously I mean it would cost about that minus a few million but uh, it would also I mean you know, now that the engine for 13 is made I think that does stand it is feasible but uh, also many of the other things that we've said already do stand That they're afraid and that much is obvious
1: I guess we'll just have to wait and see
0: we shall indeed oh that's always the kicker we'll yep. see <laughs> we shall see
4: I say what well, then then uh, let me let me end it with this is it going to happen We'll see. <laughs> no, that's that's not good enough.
1: Um, so
0: is it going to happen? I
1: think I think it will depend on how well Thirteen sells.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sure.
1: Worldwide. Well, if, it, if it's, it's a It's been, fight, been yeah, selling. Then edit it. It's been selling insanely well in Japan, but it it always sells well in Japan. Um, I think Was people it? take. I think people take that day off of work. The when when that game's released, they yeah. just give them the day off of work. It's like, okay, yeah, I know you're going to call in sick because you're playing the game.
0: Don't um, they release some um, dragon quest on a Saturday or something. So that the kids don't have to skive off school. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> something like that. Um, um but, but you know, it's a double edged sword. If it sells that well, then square will go, well, you know, we don't need to make a remake of seven because 13 and 14 and 15 and 16 will sell well on their own. But if they they make, don't make any money, they'll be like, fuck, we can't possibly invest in seven. um, because we don't have enough um, to even pay for thirteen.
1: No, no. Uh, go back. What year did Seven come out?
0: Ninety-six uh, in Japan.
1: So two thousand sixteen would be the twentieth yeah. anniversary, and what better time
0: <laughs>
4: to
1: release?
0: Six years
2: time.
4: Well, why not? We'll be flying we in, long. flying cars
1: no, and not <laughs> That's when we would we would have you know the the PlayStation Four or whatever they're going to call it.
0: How about the 15-year anniversary,
1: 2011? (laughs) They would have already started it. I know, I know.
0: Unless it's top secret and they're going to reveal it at the E3. It's going to be available tomorrow.
1: Logically, that would be the time to do it. like, hey, remember this awesome game? 20th anniversary re-release. Here we go.
0: Six years from now, I mean, the PlayStation 4 will already definitely be out. Well. Surely. Well, who knows? I'm I, just, I I'm just going The Final Fantasy XIII from... engine's gonna be archaic, so they'll have to make another, whole another one.
4: I, I say, grow a set, Square, make a game better than Final <laughs> Fantasy 7. I mean, seriously. I just, I mean, I make, think you said
0: 10's better. 13's gonna be awesome. It's not better, it's how they capture the people's hearts.
4: Yeah, but exactly, you know, make a game that brings a whole new generation of people who remembered <laughs> why 7 encapsulated them in the first place.
1: That's informational. Do you know we have boobs and play video games? Yeah, it's
2: true. (laughs) I'm looking at them right (laughs) now. Hey, check those out. Relevant. (laughs) Why why do you have that blanket and wear your pants? Focused.
1: As the, uh, YAR! And now I'm deaf. (laughs) Filled with highbrow humor. I think that might be
2: my stripper name, Raspberry
1: (laughs) And very smart. Hi, we're the dumb girls <laughs> on the Internet. Yeah. <laughs> then you will love Some Other Podcast. Join Elaine and Leah every Friday by visiting PlatformNation.com, SomeOtherCastle.com, or subscribing on iTunes. But remember, this podcast is rated M for Mature.
0: Carolyn, now is your chance to plug foo <laughs>
1: We basically, um, <laughs> it's going to sound like a horrible premise for a show, but we just complain about everything, and we have laughs, laughs about it. Well, you know, like it's, it's it's tech snark, but about everything. Um, so, like one week we complained about Facebook, and one week we complained about online dating sites, and so uh, yeah, yeah, snarkfood.com. Um, yeah, we should have a new episode out soon.
0: Thank you very much for coming on, Carolyn. It was awesome yeah, to have you back. And uh, thanks
1: for thanks for having me. And if we need to have the Final Fantasy 13 show, you know, later on this year, just call me up. <laughs>
0: That's you good. know, I think we do need to have the Final Fantasy 13 <laughs> <laughs> show. Let's wait until we've all three finished it, and then we will like we'll jump on. We'll do a spoiler cast.
4: I have a feeling we're going to have a Mass Effect 2 show as well.
0: I do too, but uh, mm-hmm. unless so, unless Carolyn changes her way, she's not going to be touching that yeah, scary I ass action guy. Yeah, that's you... scary, scary game. Well, um, no, it's um. It...
1: <laughs> I think you need to have Hawks on for that show. I really? mean, come on, come on, Mass Man's Effect. Obsessed. He's <laughs> Mass Effect 2, you would pick me over Hawks. I think he just had an aneurysm. So. <laughs> although, although, I am cuter than he is. so
0: That's true. Very much. And also, you turned up.
2: Ooh. Oh,
0: snap! <laughs> anyway. All right. <laughs> it's okay. He won't listen to this. Right, so, <laughs> thank you very much for coming on lending your fantastic understanding of the whole genre to us. You uh, lended us an air of class that we don't usually.
2: Oh, oh. Thank
0: you and we'd just like to say thank you very much to all of you listeners who actually wrote in gave us your reasons we I, I really like the way that this uh, this worked it was it was much more flowing it was kind of similar to the um, the, the Twitter cast we did
4: uh, yeah I, I think maybe in the future it might be somewhat more kind of a specific questions at the end but uh, it was nice to base the whole show around this one subject
0: so. yeah, we we haven't planned on it but we got such yeah. a massive response you know in in just two days that we just thought fuck it let's just do it now and, so, and we'll lead with it and uh, i think it shaped the show pretty well so we will see you guys next week i've been alex sure i've been tony atkins and i'm carolyn happy trails and we're going to leave you with a song by tim minchin once again if you're especially religious i'd suggest you skip this one
3: This is a song about anal sex and God. (laughs) Yeah, you clap now. (laughs) It's called Ten Foot Cock and a Few Hundred Virgins. So you're going to live in paradise With a ten foot cock and a few hundred virgins So you're gonna live in paradise With a ten-foot cock and a few hundred virgins So you're gonna sacrifice your life For a ride on a UFO And when the Lord comes down In his shimmering chariot of salvation You're gonna be the first to know And so if was there from the very beginning He invented men and women Then he also invented wanking Then he said wanking was sinning So if I'm feeling Randy I'm not allowed to hand shandy But having sex with my family That is just fucking great It's all there in Ezekiel 8 But just before he opens up his big pearly gate And says that it's a sin To take it up the date Even if it's great Even with your cowboy mate So you're going to live in paradise With a temple a few hundred virgins So you're going to sacrifice your life For a shot at the greener grass And when the Lord comes down With his shiny rod of judgment He's going to kick my heathen arms off. So if you cover the of your women, everybody is grinning because black is so slim and though it's not great for swimming, but it gives you an erection with the increased sexual tension, what with the UV protection that is second to none you'll find it all in the Quran. just next to the bit that justifies guns and says that it's a sin to take it up the bum, even if it's fun, even with permission from your mum right up <laughs> So you're going to live in paradise With a gentle cockle of you under vagins So you're going to sacrifice your life For a shot at eternity And when the Lord comes down And I haven't done my penance He's going to disembowel me You say that If Tumbled on a watch, I'd assume it had a watchmaker Then a muffin presupposes a baker So we must agree sooner or later That this proves there's a creator So if I put my foot in a stinker You'd assume the existence of a sphincter Thus you don't need to be a great thinker To conclude that God's a bum Which negates the words of Genesis 1 Which make him out to be so much fun Until Adam succumbed to Temptation and then his only son got nailed to a gum Or the Middle Eastern equivalent Always suggest that God's omniscience is nullified by his ambivalence Unless it turns out that he's impotent And if God can't get a boner I guess that explains the plethora A few directions in his honour Because we all know steeples is a subconscious Compensatory manifestation of a huge stiff penis And still he tells us that it's heinous Just stick a penis up your anus Even if you're famous Even if you're good at tennis but So you're going to sacrifice your life for a ride on a UFO And when the Lord comes down with his big, stiff, slippery rod of judgment I'm going to be the first to go He's going to send me down below He's going to whip me like his hoe Do you really think so? I'm going to be the first to go It's the only other thing I
0: sometimes get letters about. Hold on a second, guys. The washing machine's going mental. Can you hear it now? <laughs> yeah, <I can. laughs> That's fucking crazy. Woo! I, okay, hang on. It's going to take a, a few seconds. Hang on. A few <laughs> minutes. Don't ride it while it's, you're there. final spin cycle. <laughs> the what now, Tony? That doesn't oh. work for men, does it? Have you tried? Do you know?
1: <laughs> he sounds like he knows.
0: Sorry about <laughs> it. It's, it's slowing down now. Almost. Nearly gone. Yeah, yeah it's gone. Yeah. You can't hear it anyway. Yeah, cut